Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Iruk the Yen of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Indo Daily, Mescalmania and going crazy for Kion, the two Irishmen lighting up Hollywood. Here are the nominees for performance by an actor in a leading role. Paul Meskel in After Sun. Here are the nominees for performance by an actor in a supporting role. Barry Keoghan in The Banshees of Inisherin. Keoghan has come a long way from a tough start in Dublin's north inner city. You killed the cat, it's like front page now. He's like, what? It done him good, really, because it really put him on the map and really put himself out there as an actor. So, yeah, we're always kind of going, killing the cat was, was your ticket to Hollywood. Well, everything Paul Meskel does right now becomes a moment. My mum got a text that I should chat to TG Carr on the red carpet from somebody at TG Carr. I was like, absolutely. Then I did it and I realised I was out of my depth very quickly. I'm Kevin Doyle and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by Barry Keown's cousin Gemma and Tanya Sweeney, columnist with the Irish Independent, to look at our Oscar hopefuls. Gemma Keown, you were days out from the Oscars. You must be buzzing. Oh, it's absolutely like the excitement around, excitement in the house, but the excitement around the whole area, it's absolutely amazing. Everybody's kind of now just got the, got the Oscar fever at the minute, so yeah. So Barry is your cousin, but you guys grew up together. Yeah, my mum raised him, him and his brother Eric, so they came to live with us when he was about eight. And a lot has been made in the international press about his upbringing. And obviously he had he had a tough time as a kid, let's be he honest. He did, yeah. He went through a lot. Like, he didn't have it easy. He didn't, you know what I mean? You know, the, the drugs hit, hit the area. Um, it affected all, yeah, it affected all the families. And she was one of them that got caught. So, you know, we went into, uh, into foster care and the families were good to us that we, we went to and went to a few of them. Uh, but I understand you had a very positive experience yeah, in, the foster, yeah. sir, uh, in the foster home. Yeah, every, every, every family was good to us, you know. As it's obviously been said before, he went through 16 different foster homes. Then he was in like a care placement for a year before he came to live with us. So he had a rough start. like. And do you mind that so much of the press has been about that angle? The kind of, you know, here's the kid from the downtrodden part of Dublin who had a troubled family history and now look at him on the big world stage. Or is that something you're proud of? We don't think we we don't mind it so much. Do you know what I mean? It's not that we mind it. It's more so that we're like, we're just extremely proud that like, doesn't matter what life throws at you. Once you determination, once you believe in yourself, you can make it. Doesn't matter where people think you're from. It's obviously how you're reared. And so much has come out of our area as well. Like we don't look at it as a disadvantaged area at all. And Barry definitely doesn't. He's super proud of the area. 
Well, he definitely is. I mean, he, he regularly mentions it in interviews, yeah, at, at BAFTA, at award ceremonies. I'm going to fly through this because I'm quite nervous. Um, Martin, Colin, Brendan, Kerry, the cast, the crew, the producers, um, Fox Searchlight, Ireland, Brando. This for my son as well, Brando, for my mother, um, and also for the kids that are dreaming to, to be something from from the area that I came from this for you is it something that he he obviously is very conscious of trying to set an example for other people in in around this part of Dublin oh absolutely because I mean he's like the success story but obviously there's other sides to different things that go on and people don't have the success that he has but he kind of just wants to make people aware that once you kind of believe in yourself and you keep working hard at it you will get to where you want to be regardless of your circumstances how did Barry end up going from the North Inner City to the red carpet in Hollywood? <laughs> well, he was kind of always interested in uh, acting, you know, from school, things like that. Then he went to Belvedere Club, done a bit of acting there. Then he's seen a notice in the local shop. It was between the canals and kind of from there, that kind of really kicked the fever. Like, I want to be an actor. And that just from then on, he just had that determination and belief in himself that he was going to get where he wants to be. But like, we, you know, as kids, we all had the that little notebook where we wrote down <laughs> what we were going to do in life. And trust me, I didn't think, well, I didn't know podcasts might exist at that stage. <laughs> but, the, the, you know, very few people actually get to do what they think they want to do when they're seven or eight. Oh, God, I know. And there was a lot of arguments in the house. Like, you know, he was out of school before he'd done his leaving cert. And we were like, no, you have to go back. And there was constant arguments. And I was like, no, you need an education. You have to go back. He went back to another secondary school through a P6 year. And then just before leaving cert again, he was like, no, nah, don't want to do it. I know what I want to do. And we were like, you have to have an education. You have to have something to fall back on. But he just had that belief. Even though we believed and we were always a little bit a little bit worried, but he just, he just had that belief and... You know, put a lot of hard work into it as well. For me, definitely, it shaped me as, as not only an actor, but who I am, my experience and um, and everything. But that's not to say that I'm I'm glad I went through that and wherever. But it's definitely something I can use, you know, as as a tool, as an actor to go into a movie and you know and have a have a emotion attached to the, you know, to the character or to the scene, and you know, I use that. I suppose I first became aware of Barry from Love Hate. Was that his big That was his big, yeah. Yeah, he had smaller roles. I know he'd been in Fair City in that before. Smaller roles, but Love Hate just blew up and the whole cat killer thing just blew up and really kind of put him on the map. Well, I think it's worth, and maybe you can describe it better than me because I, I remember I was working in the Evening Herald at the time. It made front page news. Like Love Hate was a series where lots of gangsters got shot and murdered. But then Barry's character, Wayne, I think. Wayne, yeah. Shot a cat and there was uproar. Some pulling out, what? noise Oh, he was in London. I remember he was in London at the time doing some smaller project. And I was texting him and ringing him going, it's blowing up over here. And he was like, what is? And I was like, you killed the cat. It's like front page. And he's like, what? None of us could believe it. We were all like, what? Like, but uh, yeah, no, it really kind of, it done him good, really, because it really put him on the map and really put himself out there as an actor. So, yeah, we're always kind of going, killing the cat was was your ticket to Hollywood. <laughs> and if that was his start, and then we talk about Banshees, which is obviously what he's up for the Oscar nomination for. Like in Love, Hate, he's playing um, 
I don't want to say himself, obviously, <laughs> but he's playing kind of something he would have known quite well is that that kind of part of Dublin, that accent, that kind of behaviour is something he would have seen growing up. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Whereas absolutely. in Banshees, he's playing like a bit of a country gombean. It, yeah. Total and, opposite. Yeah. No, I didn't think so. Just thought I'd ask in the off chance, you know, like Finn Hart and that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there goes that dream. That's I text him while I was watching Banshees. I was like, is your character like, you know? And he was like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, then you've done it really well. Because as soon as I seen him, I went, okay, his character's not fully with it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, so I knew then. I was like, right, well, then you've pulled this off really, really well then. Yeah, so it's it's quite a diverse uh, spectrum he has on his CV now. Do you watch everything as a family? Do you sit down? Do you go to the movies to watch Banshees of Inisherin? No, we haven't. Did, we didn't with Banshees. We watched that at home. Um, but uh, sometimes we do go to some of the premieres. It's always a little bit strange when I watch them on the telly or watch them in movies. I remember sitting there and watching Love Hate when he first came onto it. And he was sitting on the sofa beside me and his face popped up and I went, right, you've just kind of ruined it for me now. <laughs> so I do tend to kind of, it takes that realism over when you see his face popping up on the screen. So, And so the Oscars obviously is such a huge, it's a career changing thing. He obviously has worked with all these amazing actors and producers and, and, and filmmakers, directors at this stage. But you'll forever have on your CV Oscar nominated, whether he wins or not. Oh, that's what everybody's been saying to me. He's always going to be known as Oscar nominated. And it's just, that's kind of like the icing on the cake from, you know what I mean? Like he's worked with so many producers, so many directors that he's wanted, to, that he's had wrote down that he wants to work with. And then he always had about the Oscars. So this is just like all his hard work, all of like the roles that he may have been torn down for in the past. And, you know, because he didn't get every role he went for. So it's kind of like this is recognition now that like, no, you're doing a good job. So What age is he now, Gemma? He's 30. He'll be 31 in October. All right. So he has to move on from that young. <laughs> boyish character soon. Yeah, but he still has that little kind of boyish face. <laughs> and he's living in Scotland now. He's living right? in Scotland. He's in Dundee, yeah. Him, Brando and Alison, yeah. That seems a slightly strange location. How did he end up? Alison's from uh, Scotland. She's from Dundee. So he's got, after being in London and then obviously when she had Brando, it kind of just was a natural move back up there. Mm. So. And does he come home to Dublin much? He does. He was home there uh, a little while ago. He was up visiting my grandmother and that a little while ago and that. But uh, he was in Wicklow, I think it was last week or the week before he was in Wicklow as well. And obviously now he's in America. And what will you guys do on Sunday night? Oh, we've got like some of the families coming around, his brother and that and the kids are coming around. Myself, me mum will be there as well. We've got the decorations, the champagne ready. So going to have food and drinks and keep our fingers and toes crossed from It'll be a, a long night. Are you nervous? We, do you know what? Last night was the first time I got like kind of nervous going, oh my God, he could win this. Like, you know what I mean? It's always a possibility. So yeah, the nerves and the excitement for him is there. And what, regardless of the outcome then, what is next for Barry? I think he's got a few things in the pipeline. Um, oh, come and on, give us, give us an exclusive. You, you <laughs> obviously wish, know the inside no, he track. He hasn't told me everything, yeah. But um, obviously this Billy the Kid has come out as well. And then he's got the Joker as well. That's due to be released. I'm not entirely sure when. But he's got a few things in the pipeline. So he's being kept busy. And then obviously with the baby as well, with Brando, he's being kept kept busy. So And as a, as a family, has this been life-changing for the rest of you? Obviously, you know, we, we didn't get into it in huge detail, but obviously... Barry's mother died quite young. There were issues around drugs. Um, this is such a happy, positive story. It must be on one side, there's kind of a, a light and a shade to the whole story. It is, yeah. Like we're super proud and we know that Deborah would be looking down and she'd be beaming with pride. Like, do you know what I mean? So we know that. And then there's obviously 
the sad case that she's not here and she'd we'd love her to be here, he'd love her to be here, I'm sure she'd love to be here. But it, yeah, as a whole of her family, it's just, it's amazing for us like to see that he's done so well. And even with me, it kind of teaches me that hard work, keep going, determination, like you will get to where you want to get. Tanya Sweeney, columnist with the Irish Independent, I want to talk to you about the other young Irishman who is making a name for himself in Hollywood. And that is, of course, Paul Meskel. We now have two young men who are absolutely flying the flag big time in Hollywood. And Tanya, Meskel mania, it's definitely a thing. You met him when he was only starting out. I did when he was he was only fresh, box fresh. I mean, I, 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 I've been watching the last couple of years unfold, you know, kind of the mind has been boggled. I'll put, put it that way. I met him in 2017. He had just uh, graduated from the Lear and he was cutting a great swath in Irish theatre. He had just played Jay Gatsby in the Great Gatsby in the Gate and he was about to do the Red Shoes. And there was a sense to me, the chatter around him was that he was going to be a great kind of presence in Irish theatre. You know, when I met him, I was like, yeah, this guy is obviously very talented. He is dedicated to stagecraft. He is enlivened by what's going on in the theatre. And this is going to be his place. He was incredibly charming, incredibly sweet. I was almost maternal towards him. I was like, oh, bless his little cotton socks. This is fantastic for him. And I just asked him, was an afterthought. I was like, you know, how would you feel about fame and movie stardom and all that? And he mentioned, you know, funnily enough, Barry Keoghan and Killian Murphy and Colin Farrell as, as people who he looked at and, and kind of would think, yeah, I'd love it all to kind of unfold like that. And, you know, he said, oh, the idea of fame, you know, I'd have to run away from that. And I, I think I took that as this is not something he wants to pursue. He's going to be very happy with an Irish theatre and possibly UK theatre. And, th- and that's where this is going. <laughs> and I mean, I all but ruffled his hair going out, <laughs> gave him a little hug. And I was like, listen, best of luck with it all. <laughs> and I went on my merry way, you know. And I mean, I've met movie stars and interviewed movie stars and you come away from them absolutely dizzy because it's just this brute force of magnetism and charm coming at you, you know. And I didn't get that with Paul Meskel. He was just a lovely, lovely Irish boy, but no more so than most Irish guys you'd meet at that age, 21. Tanya, isn't that the trick, though? Isn't that why the world is obsessed with Paul Meskel? Because he's got this kind of soft-spoken, ah, sure, look, Mm. isn't it great to be here attitude (laughs) going on. Well, we've, we've got a clip. Uh, this is the end of the winner for Best Actor, Paul Maskell. Uh, here he is uh, finishing his speech. I'm probably forgetting people and I'm incredibly nervous. So, um, uh, my mum and dad at home, I love you. Uh, so thank you. I don't know what else to say. And did actually, Michaela Cole's coming on later. Yeah. You, you met her at the... I met her. She gave a beautifully eloquent speech and clearly seen my shambles of a speech and it's like... <laughs> Next time you should write a speech. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Lesson learned. Lesson learned. And then guys like him as well, because, you know, he yeah. played GAA for Kildare as a totally. minor up to under 21. He appeared in GQ magazine in O'Neill's shorts. I mean, <laughs> if you can make O'Neill's shorts sexy, you're doing something right. The man could make anything sexy. You could hand him anything right now. And, you know, this is what's absolutely crazy. You could hand him a celery stick and the next thing, celery would be having a moment. It is just bewildering to me, you know. But you know what? You have a really good point there. There is something in the Asher Luckett that people are completely drawn to. And again, he's been very, very smart in taking 
very nuanced roles. If you look at Connell in in Normal People, I mean, a role he was almost born to play. There was no mention of Normal People, obviously, back in 2017. But, you know, if you look at that role, he obviously had the physicality and the, you know, to be able to to pull off being a, a GAA star, you know, teenage GAA kind of the leading light in the school, but also then to be vulnerable and emotionally stymied as he was as that kind of series went on. I think I thought if I moved here, I'd fit in better. I thought um, I'd meet more like-minded people, but that just hasn't. Um, <laughs> I left currently thinking I could have a different life. But I, I hate it here and I can never go back because those friendships are gone and... He played that, the various layers of Connell, incredibly well. And, and it's the same in After Sun, you know. I mean, Callum is a very emotionally complex man with, you know, mental health challenges and all of that. And he does, he plays it just so perfectly. So what's your sister's name? Uh, Sophie. Oh, nice. I'm her dad, though, actually. Oh, sorry, mate, I just thought... That's I... OK. Again, I think with Paul, you know... He would want to be careful of typecasting too, because you know I keep seeing these internet memes about how he is. You know, if there's a, a depressed male, he's the guy to run in for that job. I've seen Paul Mescal play. I saw him do actually a Martin McDonough play, the Lieutenant of Inishmore, a few weeks before Normal People aired, and he's actually brilliant at black comedy and 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 kind of taking the mick out of himself a little bit. And the character that he played in that play is is, is a bit of a loose cannon, you know, but very blackly funny. And I thought. Yeah, now I, I could stand to see Paul Mescal doing a bit of, you know, quirky comedy. I mean, comedy is a bit of a poor cousin now in Hollywood sometimes, but I could definitely stand to see him do something completely unexpected next. Do you think, Tanya, that his moment came because we were all locked down during Normal People, that effectively <laughs> we had no choice but to watch Normal People and therefore it became the biggest thing of 2020. And as a result of that, he became the biggest thing of yeah of normal I, I, it was definitely a help wasn't it i mean the fact that there was a sitting audience but i do i guess think, i guess my know, i guess my question is would he have made it anyway i think so there was always going to be an element of interest in normal people as a screen adaptation i think all of the elements in that show worked incredibly well be it you know daisy and paul together the entire execution from the writing the design the intimacy scene you weren't really replying to my texts at the time so felt somewhat abandoned Carl. Yeah, I felt a bit abandoned myself, didn't I? You disappeared. The Rachel thing uh, wasn't serious or anything. It's not really why I left school. Right. More of a last straw sort of thing. Yeah. I wondered if that was what it was. Really? Hmm, yeah. Hmm. Maybe you're telepathic. <laughs> you know, I, I did used to think that I could read your mind at times. In bed, you mean? Yeah. And afterwards, but I don't know, maybe that's normal. It's not. All just turned out really beautifully. And I think it would have found an audience, a really, really captive audience anyway, even if everyone wasn't locked out, to be honest. And so to the Oscars, is it too much to expect that either of these men might bring home a gong? I, I mean, like the, the the thing about the Oscars, I suppose, is that it is a confluence of many different factors. Sometimes 
how good you were in the role is only a part of it. And it's what's been interesting is that with Best Actor, in the, in the other kind of award ceremonies, like Austin Butler won the BAFTA, Brendan Fraser won the SAG Award, and Colin won the Golden Globe. So, I mean, there's a sense that it's all to play for. I think with Paul, Paul was a bit of a, a delightful kind of outside shot. The role was fantastic and his performance in After Sun was absolutely magnificent. Think you'll ever move back to Scotland? No. Why? There's this feeling once you leave where you're from that you don't totally belong there again. There was an absolute sense that he was a bit of a dark horse in this race. That's just my, my hunch. Barry Keown, meanwhile, I mean... I think Kehi Kwan in Everything Everywhere All at Once has that one sewn up. There's a clip of him going around online of him, you know, that there goes that dream scene, which is, I mean, complete and utter perfection. I'm glad I caught you, actually, because there was something I was wanting to ask you, actually, and discovering how much we have in common, well, just makes me want to ask you even more. We don't have anything in common. Don't skip ahead. Yeah, what I was wanting to ask you was... Something along the lines of, should have planned this, really. But yeah, what I was wanting to ask you was, you probably wouldn't ever want to, I don't know, to fall in love with a boy like me, would you? No, Dominic, I don't think so, love. Oh, yeah, no, I, I was thinking, no. I mean, a two-hander between two brilliant actors, his physicality in that is like, unparalleled. It's incredible. I'm not sure, you know, a, a single scene is going to grab you an Oscar, but I do think he's in with a, a in with a, a chance. You know, it's it's really a race between those two actors. And sure, look, it would be absolutely unbelievable if he did win. I mean, it would be such a shot in the arm for the, the year that Irish cinema has been having. And I think it goes without saying, even if they don't, Tanya, this won't be their last time on the red carpet. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I think Paul Meskell, he's got a very, I think he's got a very long career, but, and so does Barry. You know, Barry has, has definitely found his groove. And yeah, I think the two of them are, are going to be around for a very long time. You know, I think they've, they've hit on something really special. Tanya Sweeney, thank you very much. My thanks to Tanya Sweeney, columnist with the Irish Independent. I'm Kevin Doyle, and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll, Research by JJ Clark with sound by John Smith. Archive clips from Virgin Media News, RTE News, Joe.ie and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review. Music